1: information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
2: Well, met, fellow adventurers. Now, I'm trying to get deeper into the Ragnar's Mad, to Floor 21, and even deeper than that. But there's some things I've got to do first. Last time, I was told to go to the Twisted Gate Outhouse, which is Bixpool, which is where I am now, so there I go. The Twisted Gate is thronged. The clustered patrons, a largely disreputable-looking lot, turn and quickly look you over before returning their attention to their own affairs. Despite the overall unsavoury make-up of the alehouse house crowd, those gathered in the common room appear to go out of their way to give you a wide, seemingly respectful berth. As you move about the tavern, hmm, it's like everyone in this tavern is associated with it with, with an, some organization which is on my side. Which is odd for a tavern because usually taverns just have a cross section of everyone who's close by, and that's it. Hmm, curious take a seat in one of the tables. As you make your way towards an empty table at the back of the common room, you're startled when a young woman steps out of the alehouse crowd and hooks your right arm. You turn and look at the air- fair-haired serving girl and immediately recognise her to be the woman who directed you to Thrymbark's table on your last visit to the twisted gate. You clearly recall your first encounter with her. As you edge past the leaning table, a soft, Female voice suddenly whispers in your left ear. Keep going. He's in the far corner. You turn to find a golden-haired serving girl standing at your shoulder. She smiles and winks before sifting off through the crowd that fills the centre of the room. You remember me, she says, smiling. That's quite flattering, soup, but not of much importance, I fear, save perhaps to me. I'm glad you found my note. I need to speak with you. But not right here, please. Would you follow me? The serving girl raises her hand, whistles loudly, and makes several motions in the direction of the tavern keep, before turning and moving towards the door, her arm still hooked around yours. Viligent for any sign that the young woman may be attempting to lead you into a trap, you allow her to retain your hold on your arm, and follow her out onto the bustling street and down an adjoining lane. Outside the newly erected Wrecked stable, she stops and releases her grip on your arm. The look you gave me in the gate told me that you remembered me, she says, her dark eyes intently focusing on her fate. I don't mean to presume anything, however, so if you don't recall our previous meeting, please say so. When you assure her that you do remember your first encounter, she smiles good. Then you need to know who I am, she says. My name is Lithia. Emmit Im- Haler though most of most of you, most of those who know me prefer to call me Emily. Yes, well, it's a lot easier to say. The first time we met, only briefly, you were delivering something to my oldest brother, I'm back, Caught off guard by the young woman's sudden admission, you quickly ask her if a reason for some of you back twisted gate involves her brother back. You also ask her about how it is that she knew to leave the note for you at the site of Wackner's Ra- Labyrinth in Imit Imitala tells you that she's long known the location of the mad and she's aware that you've been exploring the ancient maze. She also tells you that her brother, not entirely of sound mind since your last meeting, Gave you the wrong map. She meant to you meant to give you the map I used to reach the spot where I left the note, she says. The one he gave you will yet prove to be of use. If you'll just let me. You interrupt her and ask about the tacker bike etched onto the boss of the note you discovered. Confused look crosses her face and she shakes her head. I made no such marking on the note I left. She says, "Do you still have it?" You promptly retrieve and carefully unfold the damp, wagged scrap of paper. Your heart nearly skips a beat as you stare down at the note. The jack, the sketched outline of the tackerback is no longer there. You show the note to Martha, and she immediately confirms it's the one she left, tacked to the tree. She makes no further mention of your claim regarding the sketch tackerback and decide for now, to let the matter rest. I hope you still have the map my brother gave you," she said. "Let me see it. And I will hope, and I will hope to make some sense of it. Overcome with curiosity, you hand her the map. She carefully unfurls it, and studies the wrinkled sheet for nearly a minute. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to her white right hand. There, perched atop, a slender index finger is a glowing blue band. Elipha runs her white hand over the surface of the map. As she does so, the crude sketches that adorn its worn surface transform into intricate illustrations, all of which emit a faint blue glow. She smiles, apparently satisfied with the result, and hands you back the map. The map is glowing blue lines as detailed and crisp as those that might be sketched by a master cartographer. Now clearly marks the location near to the entrance to Wagner's labyrinth, a skull and an eye, two symbols with which you become all too familiar a sketch below what appears to be a set of tall doors somewhere in the thick of the misty wood. Offe tells you that while she knows nothing about the location marked by the two symbols, Steinbach placed a great importance amount of importance on the map. He says that she regarded it as one of his most valuable professions, possessions before ultimately when it to, y- to you. He tells you she is certain you will find something valuable there, something that would help you as you continue your exploration of the maze. Listen to me, Zoop, she says, her eyes shifting from the map to you. You may choose to either believe me or or ignore what I'm about to tell you, but I will say it just the same. You must not trust those at those behests. You've been exploring the labyrinth. They hope and pray for your success, to be sure. But your discovery, your victory, will ultimately be theirs. They have not told you the true reason for sending you into the maze. Wait, before you speak. There is more. laughter's next words served to startle. While you can neither prove nor disprove a statement, something tells you they are not to be accepted or discarded without careful consideration. She tells you Wagner was not quite a sinister personage as the other. Histories and legends have consistently betrayed him. While she agrees this profound mastery of magic was without precedent, he has often explored the darker, more dangerous side of Akanum, he was a man possessed by fear, creeping fear of someone or something. It was his own, in, his inescapable fear, incessant, lurking sense of doom, that likely served to drive his most inexplicable, and now legendary acts, including, of course, the construction of the mad. You ask. Elitha, if she knows, or has a theory about what it was that Wacknaw allegedly years, and how it came, how she came to believe this. There isn't time to reveal all of that, and much of it has no direct bearing on the tasks upon which we now endeavour. You are burdened enough, she says. We believe, as the legends tell that he used what remains of his unmatched power to construct a labyrinth in which to hide a shadow path. It is the matter of the shadow path which is our primary concern, if, if, as we contend, Wagner's motives were not sinister, that those who attempt to label them as such may well have motives darker than those they wish to ascribe to the great mage. We only seek to discover the truth, to prevent that which may be a looming calamity. Of course, Liv immediately mindful of Liv's repeated use of the word we. You ask her, she's his sofa with brub- and her brother fireback. She shakes head. We are not important, Zoop. Important. You, Zoop, are, she says flatly. You are alone currently. We surmise in your ability to enter and explore the labyrinth. How it is you are able to ward off the protective magic that guards the maze remains unknown to us. While I suspect the Grey Circle has handed it, I do not ask that you reveal your means, but none among the we to which I've been referring are able to enter that ancient lair. We gladly and gratefully place any hope we have of learning Ragnar's secret in your most capable hands. You ask Emily Tala if the implication of which she has told you is that she believes the motive presented to you by the grey circle which launched your attempt to exploration of the mad, is a sinister deception. Again, she shakes her head. I cannot say so with any certainty, she says. I only ask that you remain mindful of those who claim to be your allies in this affair, and do not completely dismiss what I have put forth to you about a man who has been unfairly judged by those with a strong motive to which wish to disperse his legacy. The mitra suddenly goes silent, as a brown-bearded man clad in a stained tunic and a grubby cloth pack. Towards near, As he passes by, he acknowledges you with a curt nod and tips his hat to your enigmatic companion. Only when he has disappeared into the crowd along the lane does he again speak. Just a friend, she says, as if to reassure you yet. I, and yet, as I seem fit to warn you, I too consider my allies, caref- allies carefully and always remain mindful of them. There are few enough of us left. We take nothing for granted. Least of all, someone like you. Before she can continue, you interject and ask her about what has led her to her conclusions to which she has alluded. Even as your words leave your lips, your thoughts are drawn back to the meeting with Ursin. The Embassy seemed trustworthy enough at the outset of the mission. He has appeared to you in the labyrinth. More than once, to lend you timely, much-needed assistance. I know precious little about the envoy with whom you, meet, who you met, she says, as if having wed your mind. It is conceivable he could be oblivious to all but his own task, and not directly part of any larger scheme. Still, we know too little about him to be certain. He must be watchful of everyone's who while never forgetting that your every step is likely falling under some distant gaze. It is not inconceivable, in fact, it is quite likely once you have done what is required of you, you will quietly disappear somewhere deep down in the dark of the maze. Emit Haler's words conjure up a dozen dreadful possibilities for the first time. You truly begin to realise the lonely, vulnerable position you place yourself in each and every time you enter the mad. You suddenly recall Yersin's cautionary words, it's related to you by the flickering apparition deep in the labyrinth. No Zoop, you are not alone here. There is another who explores these halls. Don't yet know what As the words of in echo through your mind. You carefully finger the wing of greater warning, the device that allows you to withstand the deadly magic that courses through the maze, and begin to wonder if indeed you remain alone in your ability to explore the labyrinth. Emmett H- Hala grazes at you thoughtfully for several moments, and seems about to speak, when you unexpectedly ask her about about her brother Thrymbrac. She sobs and shakes her head, Through by her change in demeanour it is easy to see that your inquiry has touched upon a sore subject. Lost to this world, or so I see fit to say, she says, her voice suddenly choked with emotion. With him goes the only true light I've ever known in this world. He always protected me, Zoop. I found strength enough to get along on my own. I know that you brought him the stones, and I might have cursed your name for it at one time, but no more. Don't think, even for a moment, I bear any resentment towards you. How could you have known my brother's undoing with his own work? He haven't found you to bring him stones would easily have acquired the services, services of another to do the same. When you ask Emmett Heila if Thunberg is still alive, she wipes away a streaking tear and again shrugs. He was, though barely so, when I last saw him, nigh on six months ago, she said. He was in the Days in which I discovered him is not what I would ever describe to anyone. It is, If it is agreeable to you, Zoop, I very much like to speak no more of him. Emmett Hala glances in both directions along the lane, her eyes scouring those who bustle past. After a moment's silence, she turns back to you, says she must return to the twisted gate. This may be the last time we ever meet, Zoop, she says. I don't mean that to sound grim mind." But it's difficult to say things with any certainty these days. If I never see you again, I should thank you, here and now. The exploration of the labyrinth is helping to set white an ancient wrong, and a grievous injustice long overlooked. Investigate the place revealed on the map. There is something to be found there. Just mind what I've said. I have said and remain vigilant. I will be keeping you in my prayers. After again glancing in both directions along the lane, as if she fears that she is being observed, Emithala steps forward and kisses you quickly on the cheek. As she moves back, your gaze is drawn to her wide, dark, glistening eyes, which for the first time you realise are the same colour as those of her brother Thrymbach. You will always find yourself welcome at the twisted gate. She says. She turns to leave. May not be outwardly apparent, but there, Zoop, you'll be ever. You will ever be truly among friends. Stay well, and stay safe. Farewell. You watch the young woman move off the street until she rounds the corner of the lane and disappears. For some time, you remain outside the stables, casually observing those who move in either direction along, along the lane. Despite the bustle that surrounds you, you feel oddly alone, or almost vulnerable. Your meeting and conversa- conversation with Emmett Haler has served to remind you that the world is, as you have long known, a vast and dangerous place. And not, not not all danger is as obvious as a rewarding band of ogres. Alast, vowing to remain mindful of what you've been told, you set off along the lane, eager to discover what lies at the spot marked on Freinbach's map. A map redrawn for you by Emily Taylor. As you reach the end of the lane and step off and step into the wide, bustling street it intersects, is struck by the premonition that you will again meet eminent Heyer, and for reasons pleasantly unclear, the fleeting notion leaves you in possession of a small but undeniable sense of comfort. To reach the location marked on Fireback's Redraw Map, explore fogboss Forest and select a mysterious location on the list of previously discovered locations. Okay. So I shall, I shall, I shall. Oh, yep. Alright, Hammer of Icy where Simbling Silver Mace first. I don't know, I'll probably have to fight something in that place. Fogbora Explore Fogborough Come on. What's this? Hmm. Well, no. come on, come on, get me there, get me there, get me there! Ah, internet. They're slowing me down for reasons I do not understand. Well, I'm gonna pause while it sources. Back to a previously discovered location. A mysterious location. Not far from the entrance to Wackner's Mad, the northern end of a deep. Tangled, fog filled ravine. You reach the location mark on Ryan Bach's glowing redrawn map. Just standing at the north end of a deep, tangled, fog filled ravine, just ahead, set into the northern wall, the massive ditch is a towering pe- pair of stone doors. Engraved upon each of the damp, moss covered doors is the likeness of a Takabak. Step up to the stone doors. You step up to the stone doors and immediately take notice of five symbols carved just beneath each of the engraved tagpacks. The five engravings, comprising four eyes and a skull, are engraved in a circular formation with the skull in the middle. You reach out and run your fingers over the engraved surface of the massive slabs of stone. Doesn't appear to be any means by which to open the doors. Hmm. I guess it's time for the plate of dials. It's even working outside the labyrinth. Okay. Just the dials. Skull at the level one. And then four eyes. Set the dials. Step up to the stone doors. You step up to the stone doors. Immediately take... yep. To reach out to touch the, one of the doors, a loud, loud, a loud groan rises into the air as the massive slabs of stone swing slowly inward, revealing a broad, dark corridor that plunges into impenetrable gloom to only a few yards. Step through the open doors into the dark corridor. Alright, we're on a new dungeon. You're standing at the western end of a broad, dark corridor. Only the reassuring glow of your light source keeps you from being swallowed up by the surrounding gloom. Immediately to the west stand the massive stone doors that seal off this shadowy lair from the cursed, fog-shrouded forest. Alright, I'm on the western edge and I'm going towards the crossroads. A stifling silence fills the damp passages of this long hidden lair. I'm at the crossroads. A large engraving of a -a tackaback adorns the floor in the centre of this section of the corridor. A few feet to the left of the engraved tackaback the faint outline of a broad square has been etched into the floor. Right, can I use a solid silver feather? No. Okay. So I can go north, where there's a well. There's a passage that goes to the east and west. South, there's a passage that goes to the east and west, and east, well, there's a there's a there's a little. Crossroads, And then it ends. A thick cloud of green mist hangs along the white side of this section of the passage. Now and again, you can see what appear to be thin golden tides of energy arcing through the strange swirling mass of rob. Right, I can go north and south from here. You're standing in a small womb that rises, dust off the broad passage you've been following. A long iron lever rises out of a slot cupped into the floor in the centre of the womb. The rounded head of the lever has been carved to resemble the taloned foot of a takarak. The lever has been moved all the way to the left. Alright, move the lever to the right. Nope, nope, can't do anything with that yet. South, standing in a small room just off the broad passage you've been following. A long iron lever rises out slot cut into the cent- floor in the centre of the womb. The rounded head of the lever is carved to resemble the taloned foot of a tacker back. The lever has been moved all the way to the left. And I can't move it. Alright. Alright, I'm going as far east as I can. Well, I'm trying. What's, what's that? Ugh. What could be to the east? Well, there's a question mark at the end of the corridor. Okay. You're standing in a small room just off the passage you've been following. A long iron lever wise out of the slot, which sends room. The rounded head of the lever has been carved to resemble... The talon foot of attacker back. The lever's moved. Can I move it? No. Alright, head back west. Okay. Swirling. I'm back at the cross... Well, the lesser crossroads. To the east of the first crossroads. Alright. Golden greens. Green thog. Golden tines of energy. Step through the cloud of green mist. All right, step, step through it, step through it. What's wrong with your internet? All right, come on now. Step, I'm trying to step through the green mist. How hard is it to step? Ah. Hmm. Uh, Oh, well, something's... There's some... Silly buggers going on somewhere between Swift and me. Pause it until it makes sense again. Oh, we're, we're back. We're back. Yeah. You step through the cloud of mist and are immediately subsumed by a powerful sense of disorientation. orientation. Still, you become conscious. Your thoughts rapidly become an incoherent jubble of sounds and images. You stagger back out of the swirling cloud. As you lean up against the wall in an attempt to clear your head, you suddenly notice the cloud of mist has changed from green to red. What if I step into it again? From red to green, green to red. Okay. That's probably important somewhere, somehow. Okay, back at the first crossroads. I'm going to go north now. Where's a question mark. Cloud thick green mist hangs. Oh, okay, this is green mist. All right, I've set this to red, and I assume at the other side there's another mist. Alright, and I've set that one to red. Okay, there were all the mists are red now. Probably that sounds sort of ominous now. I'm right, going, going on the south side. Going west, you're standing at the western end of the corridor you've been following. Directly to the north, a sturdy iron porcullis seals off the arched entrance to a large chamber. Peering through the bars in the gloom-filled room, you can see what must be at least half a dozen otoroks standing before a wide pool of dark water. A close examination of the collar says it could be raised into the ceiling, though you don't yet spot ready- any readily available means by which to accomplish such a feat. I'll use the power of telekinesis, of course! No, no, obviously that's not going to work. I mean, wouldn't be a puzzle if you could just use psychic powers to get through it. Alright, going to... Th- Alright, southeast corner. There's another porcullis with otwark behinds. Alright, it's probably something to do with the levers. Yes, I'm going. Alright, I'm going to have to pull the levers soon. Alright, I'm going to try try out the other corners first. Maybe there'll be some sort of clue. This mist is wed on the north side more o behind the behind the behind the Percullis. all right and here we are mm. nope more o okay time to pull the levers. can I pull the levers? We'll see. Pull the lever to the white, nope, refuses to budge. Pull the lever to the white, refuses to budge. Hmm. What could I set the lever to? Nope. Alright, there's some puzzle here. Alright, large section of the tacker back adorns the floor in the center of this section of the corridor few feet to the left the grey cat, right? Being the faint outline of a broad square has been etched onto the floor. All right. A uh, solid silver feather? No. Hmm. All right. I'm going to set these ones to green. All right step those to green, maybe something would happen now you know, there's 8 8 combinations of mists so nope refuses to budge, ok I'm going to reverse it green in the middle red green, green in the middle and red at the north and south maybe that's it who knows? All right, setting the north mist to red. No, I I don't I don't know what the puzzle is. Setting the south mist to red. Okay, and just check the percolisers. Nope, that they're, they're still down. And it's obviously the levers which affect the percolisers. Yeah, now, you no. Hmm. Maybe I'm missing something. There's something I forgot. Hmm. I don't think so, but there might have been. Okay. Move the lever to the white. Ah! Well, I don't know what I've done, but maybe there was some clue I came across earlier that solved it for me, but. Great effort. You managed to move the lever all the way to the white. Okay, I'm going to move this lever to the right. Great effort, move all the way to the right. Oh, and I might as well pull this one as well. Nope, it refuses to budge. Alright. Okay, I'll have the the poor Collis' ways, though. well that one hasn't waste hmm hmm. okay all right i'm gonna w i'm gonna f- flip the mists flip to w- Alright, middle ones flipped flipping them well Alright, that's the middle one flipped now. Okay, and. Alright, let's set that to green. Honestly, I've no. It just seems. It seems almost as if this is. Mm. Honestly, usually, usually I'd have a little engraving that tells me what to do. Alright, move the lever to the right. Ah, well, I've got a suddenly, which means I'm on the right track with great effort. You manage to move the lever all the way to the right. Suddenly! Which is always a good sign. Whenever you get a suddenly, something interesting is about to occur. 128 experience to general. And that is another good sign. From somewhere in the distance, the sound of metal grating on stone reaches your ears. The eerie, sometimes muffled sound seems to come from several different directions. Must be those portcullises. In so nearly a minute, the sound disappears, leaving you once again alone. In the midst of the silent gloom. Okay, let's check out these portcullises. Now, I'll, uh, are, the, are, they, are they just going to be wandering around, or will I have to face them? You're standing at the western end of the broad corridor you've been following. Directly to the north, a tall arch serves as the threshold for a large chamber. Peering through the arch and into the gloom-filled room, you can see a wide pool of dark water. Enter the chamber. You step into the chamber and cautiously approach the dark pool that spans near the entire breadth of its southern end. You've taken less than a dozen steps towards the sandy water, when the noise from behind startles you. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a battle ready stance, moving into this chamber, passing under the tall arch through which you've only just stepped is alone, no to work? A low notework? I don't think there is, because you very rarely get a low notework. With no way to flee from the chamber, you bravely hold your ground and engage the low notework. Hmm? Well, if it's an old equip the oaken wad, begin combat. Okay, wait, wait, what, what? what? What's taking you so long? Get into combat already, you silly o Oh, and it's already adapted its combat tactics to 11+. So I'm going to fight it with the normal stance. It was stunned by the what? That's useful. It tries to stun me. I stun it instead. And it is slain. Yep. Fights like every other o 24 XP. The o staggers back. And crumples into a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood. Alright, but there's more of them. There was, uh, there was several behind this Bokalas. Uh, come on now. What's all this? Where are the rest of you? 128 experience to general. In the wake of the brutal fight, you spend several moments catching your breath and checking over your gear. Relatively certain that no more Otorok are lurking about in the media vicinity. You, t- you swiftly turn your attention to the chamber you've just cleared. Okay. Hmm. You're standing in a large chamber just to the north of the corridor you've been following. A broad, dark pool spans nearly the entire breadth of the chamber's northern end. You step to the edge of the pool and peer down at its still, mirror-like surface. Your own reflection stares up at you out of the frigid depths of the pool. Touch the surface of the water. 128 experience to general. The instant your fingers brush against the surface of the frigid pool. The dark water... Water shimmers brightly. As the ripples begin to settle, you're startled to find your own reflection has been replaced by the silvery silhouette of a tackerback. All right, tackerback. Maybe the solid silver feather now? No. And of icy Waff? No. Okay. Okay, that's one of them dealt with. Now let's try out the other apocalypse on the southeast side. Enter the chamber. You step into the chamber and cautiously approach the dark pool that spans nearly the entire breadth of its northern end. You're taking less than a dozen steps towards the standing water when a noise from behind startles you. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a battle-ready stance. Moving into the chamber, passing under the tall arch through which you've just stepped, is a horde of Otorok. Oh that's right. With no way to flee from their chamber, you bravely hold your ground and engage the first of the Otorok. Otorok archetype, one of nine. All right, quick combat that, 24 XP. Next one, 24 XP. The Otorok staggers back and crumples into a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood. Wiping away the sweat that pours down your brow. You pull, you turn to face the next of your deadly foes. Number three. Just going to quick combat that one. Couldn't even move when I finished it off. Quick combat number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. And the final one. It's the last of them, 24 XP. It crumbles back and staggers back, crumbles to a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood. 128 experience to general. Wake up the brutal fight. You spend several moments catching your breath and checking over your gear. Well as if we're certain that no more Otorok are lurking about in the immediate vicinity, you swiftly turn your attention to the chamber you've just cleared. All right, mirror-like surface of the pool. Touch the surface of the water. 128 experience to general. The instant your, thin- your fingers brush against the surface of the frigid pool, the dark water shimmers brightly. As the whipples begin to settle, you're startled to find your own reflection has been replaced by the silvery silhouette of a takerback. Alright, and there we are. Okay, let's try out the other ones. To the northwest side now. Okorok archetype Your exploration of the Gloomville Passage comes to an abrupt halt as the staggering figure of an Otorok looms out of the darkness ahead. Despite its primitive divine, compared to those Otorok you've encountered elsewhere, it's immediately obvious that the, that the single-minded purpose of this silent, fearless guardian is to slay anything that crosses its path. It's an ocean archetype, and I'm going to quick combat it. And it is slain Ooh, It took down a lot of my health that time, so I'm going to have to heal a bit. And I did. Alright, you step back from the twisted remains of the sleigh rock and attempt to catch your breath following the brutal melee. After recovering and making a quick check of your equipment, you once again set off along the passage. Okay, there's there's no there's no there's no exploration status here, so I don't think I have to worry about slaying ev- about clearing out the wandering foes. You're standing at the western end of the broad corridor you've been following. Directly to the south, a tall arch leads as the threshold for a large chamber. Peering through the arch and into the gloom-filled room, you can see a wide pool of dark water. Enter the chamber. You step into the chamber and cautiously approach the dark pool that spans nearly the entire breadth of its southern end. You've taken less than a dozen steps towards the standing water. ...when the noise from behind startles you. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a battle ready stance. Moving into the chamber, passing under the tall arch... ...through which you've just stepped, is a small group of oat... ...oat-rock. Okay, how did they get in here without me noticing? Uh, well... Well, they can be... Apparently they can be silent than they want with no way to flee from the chamber. You bravely hold your ground and engage the first of the Otorok. First of forge, just going to quick combat that one. 24 XP. The Iron Otorok staggers back and crumbles into a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood. There's number two. Then number three. And the fourth and final Otorok. For now, there'll be more there's always more there's always more oterock the oterock staggers back and crumbles into a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood i you know, probably almost slain more oterock than goblins probably not as much as undead though cuz there's a lot of undead but i'll probably say the top 3 monsters are undead Otoruch goblins and then probably various types of quinimals and then insects fifth place I guess I guess someone with a lot of time on their hand could systematically list go through this entire archive and just count off all of the all of the foes I fought. Alright, 128 XP to General, in the wake of the brutal fight, you spend several moments catching your breath and checking over your gear. Relatively certain that no more Otawaka lurking about in the immediate vicinity, you swiftly turn your attention to the taint chamber you've just cleared. Okay, you're standing in a large chamber, just to the south of the corridor you've been following. A broad dark pool spans near the, the entire breadth of the chamber's southern end. You step to the end edge of the pool and peer down at its still mirror like surface. Your own reflection stares up at stares back at you out of the frigid depths of the pool. Touch the surface of the water. 128 XP to General. The instant your fingers brush against the surface of the frigid pool, the dark water shimmers brightly. As your ripples begin to settle, you're startled to find that your own reflection has been replaced by the silvery silhouette of a do Yep, and there we are. Alright, now try, try out the northeastern portcullis. Making my way there. You're standing at the eastern end of a broad corridor you're following. Directly to the south, a tall arch serves as the threshold for a large chamber. Peering through the arch and into the gloom-filled room, you see a wide pool of dark water. Enter the chamber. You step into the cha- chamber and cautiously approach the dark pool that spans near the entire breadth of its southern end. You take in less than a dozen steps towards the standing water when a noise from behind startles you. Instinctively, you spin around and draw yourself into a battle-ready stance. Moving into the chamber, passing dust under the tall tall arch through which you just stepped is a large group of otorok. With no way to flee from the chamber, you bravely hold your ground and engage the first of your... What, five? I wouldn't say five, sir. So. A large group, I say. It's a medium group at most, not a large group. I say for it to be a large group, you'll need at least eight. Eight of them. What I'd say that's more several rather than a large amount. Let right, me quick combat it. There's the first twenty-four XP. There goes number two twenty-one XP. Guess it didn't have time to adapt before I slayed it. Then that one twenty-four XP. Slaying that one, 24 XP, and I'm going to quick combat that one. And 24 XP. He staggers back and crumples into a heap of twisted iron and shattered wood. 128 XP to General. In the wake of the brutal fight, you spend several moments catching your breath and checking over your gear. Relatively certain that no more Otawak are lurking about in the immediate vicinity. You swiftly turn your attention to the chamber. You've just cleared. You're standing in a large chamber, just to the south of the cold open following you. A broad, dark pool spans near the entire breadth of the chamber's southern end. You step to the edge of the pool and peer down at its still, mirror-like surface. Your own reflection stares back up at you, out of the frigid depths of the pool. Touch... The surface of the water. 128 experience to general. The instant your fingers brush against the surface of the frigid pool, the dark water shimmers brightly. As, as the ripples begin to settle, you startle to find that your own reflection has been replaced by the silvery silhouette of a tackerback. Alright, right. Nope. Right. Oh. Okay. Alright, I've been to all the sides. Oh, O to a go to archetype blocks me. But not for long. I slay it, 21 XP. Alright, has anything happened in the middle? Ooh. Uh, the large few feet to the left of the engraved passage, a broad square opening now spans almost the entire width of the passage. Narrow set of steps descends into the deep gloom below the opening. Climb down the stairs, with your trusted light source part in the gloom. You warily descend the narrow set of steps. Oh, oh, oh! This is pretty hefty little dungeon. You're standing at the base of a set of narrow steps. that lead up to the upper level of this long hidden lair. To the east, the passage disappears into darkness, while to the west, it intersects with a wider hall. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we've, we've got 50 minutes, so actually, I'm not sure. No. Hmm. You know what? We'll do the next floor in the next episode. Pro- probably would have enough time if. Yeah well. Anyway, saving for now. Next time, we'll see what's in the second floor of the mysterious location. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.